Welcome to Their Very Best, a podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about the war on drugs. I've been Thanks for joining us, everybody, on our, I don't know what, 13th or 14th episode. We're, we're This will be the 13th episode released, provided everything that we've recorded previously releases, and that this one does. Well, God willing, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, a, this is going to be a guided tour then. What's going to be interesting about this episode is I have like two or three things to say about the band, the artist. I don't have remarks for the songs I want to take us through. And this band, some of the songs are long. Like one of the songs is 11 minutes long. So I don't think we'll listen to the whole song or take up a third of the episode, right? Well, I mean, that's kind of the situation we were in last time when we recorded the Amy Mann episode. Indeed. And... You know, I found that we had plenty to talk about, so I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think so too. So, great. So, um, now, Waldron, correct me if I'm wrong. You've never heard this band, The War on Drugs. Is that true? Well, I had never heard... I had heard of it a little bit, and I don't know how many songs I might have heard. It's not like I sit in a cave... Um, so it's possible I've heard some songs. Maybe I do sit in a cave. I think you sit. Nobody will know. I think you sit in Plato's cave. <laughs> but I did. I did listen to. I'll call it maybe a half a dozen songs, or maybe even a dozen songs. Oh, I scrubbed okay. through some of them. Okay, in cool. prep for this thing. Oh, that's all right. my. You've done more than I expected. You outperformed my expectations. Well, that's my always my goal. I'm so glad to take us through this band. First, I'll say. This is an artist I discovered by reading an article about them in The New Yorker in like 2017. And then I started listening to him. I really liked him. And I should also pull up the article from McSweeney's and read the sad dad quote about the war on drugs. Do you mind if I do that? Oh, they're in the sad dad canon. Not only are they in the sad dad canon, they're the first artist listed. So the, the article from January 2022, What Your Favorite Sad Dad Band Says About You by John Moe. Here's what the war on drugs says about you. You make your own paella and take super long naps on Saturday, like over two hours consistently. You prefer the smallest possible hardware store with the oldest possible employees. You just sincerely call male friends brother but you stop. <laughs> Some of those things are true about me and this band. So I don't make paella or take naps, but I think if you took all of those descriptions for all of the bands and all of the sad dads, mm. it probably 30% of what the, of the characteristics could cover me for each of the bands. This song is called red eyes. This is off their album, Lost in the Dream. 
My one observation about this band, and I don't think it's or an original observation, but Adam Grandusiel, who's the man from Michigan in the War on Drugs, yeah, is someone who wears his influences on his sleeve. Yes, he sure does. That's <laughs> one thing I noticed. And so I almost thought about like making predictions about like what do I think the influences are here, but that's like something we can talk about. In in a lot of these songs, I hear like Bruce Springsteen, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, even Rick Ocasek from The Cars, and um, Don Henley. <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you think? And I would also add um, occasionally Tom Petty. Nice. That line, da na da na na da, that to me feels just like Thunder Road. <laughs> Yeah, the Don Henley thing, I totally hear that. And then from a vocal perspective, sometimes you get that um, Bob Dylan thing, but let's not also forget to talk about uh, Kurt Vile at some point. Because sometimes I listen to these songs and I'm like, is Kurt Vile guest singing on this or is that... Well, Kurt Vile was in the original War on Drugs band. He was part of the band when it started. Yeah, I think that the two of them influenced each other, definitely. Mm -hmm. I love this song. Do you? Yeah, I think that the uh, court of public opinion would agree with me. This is a good song. One of the things I noticed about these guys is that the song structures seem looser than like the traditional like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro. Like there's a little bit, not like a jam element, but just a little freeform aspect to it where they go in different directions. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. It's a good observation. I like it. I like that thought. There's like a freedom. It's, a, it's interesting. It's like both tightly controlled and also there's... There's like an experimentation that happens in terms of structure. What I think is the best album is the album A Deeper Understanding. And so this is thinking of a place off that album. And this song is 11 minutes and 11 seconds long. So we might jump around with different parts of it jump around <laughs> I was listening to this song as I was driving to the transfer station today as you do <laughs> in our town yeah and I was like this is like a great weekend lazy afternoon lying in a hammock falling asleep tune that's my well, isn't that from the McSweeney's article <laughs> Uh, Why yeah. you take a long yeah. two-hour nap on a yeah, Saturday? You could definitely take a long two-hour nap. <laughs> Absolutely, that's right. They're right, a hundred percent. Like, I, and maybe it's because I had a long week with like you know travel that got weird. But I just I find this like really good chill-out music to relax and let your mind wander. You know, it's funny the the act of editing oneself is such so brutal and I know it as a 
as a writer, not a like writer writer, but just writing anything, like editing yourself down or editing our podcast down or editing my songs. It's just so tough sometimes to to kill a part that you kind of know you should lose, but you want to keep it. And the way I end it would might end up with an 11 minute song is if I just didn't delete any of the stuff that I needed to. I wonder if this whole song needs every moment. What do you think? No, I don't think it does. Till I watch you disappear. I'm moving through the dark. And I'm wondering if, if just because you could edit it down, you should. Like, you know, maybe you need an 11 minute song to fall asleep on in the hammock, you know? Maybe it could get finished in three minutes if you checked yourself a little bit. Yeah. But maybe you, you don't want that. Maybe you want 11 minutes worth. Well, maybe what we should do is just enjoy it and listen to it and relax and see where it goes. This is one of those songs that seems to go someplace. Like it feels like it starts with a structure, like a verse, chorus kind of structure. And then it just goes off in different directions that I, I found really engaging. But then you hear this like crazy cool guitar sound. I love the tone. I'll believe that it goes somewhere if we get a third chord at some point. <laughs> Is it? Can you can you tell by ear what the chords are? No, I don't have perfect pitch, and uh, I mean, unless you're really putting me on the spot, I, it's got to be like a. I could never do that. So this is like a something to the root, but it's just two chords back and forth. Yeah. If you take the uh, playback head and you plop it, say halfway through the song. Yeah. I wonder if it would be somewhere different. Let's find out. After this guitar solo, we'll be a third of the way through the song. All right, we'll just plop it down, you know, two thirds of the way through, and we'll find out whether it's different there. Sure. Here we go. Different drum pattern. Yep. One thing that these guys do, or this guy does a lot, the guitar solo, yeah. which was once a staple of every song from the era that we consider sort of classic rock, mm -hmm. has fallen out of favor, and maybe for good reason. I mean, like... Oh, <laughs> cue the Neil Young harmonica sounds. Okay. <laughs> do you hear that? I did. That's like right off a of harvest, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Sorry, go on. Sometimes you hear a guitar solo and it's done um, like a little tongue in cheek. Like, hey, check, check out this guitar solo I'm going to do. And this guy seems to have a lot of them. And then, well, that's interesting. Guitarist, I like that. I do too. And I like the tones he gets. And I feel like he's very careful. Maybe less so on the latest album, and maybe obsessive on some of the earlier albums, but like the tones and the sounds seem very OCD-ish, you know what I mean? Like really, really paid attention to what his sounds were. Hmm. Um, I like the tones he gets. There's like a nice fuzz. Actually, the drums are kind of boring. I mean, it sounds good, but it's not like, I, I don't have much to say about the drums. 
as opposed to like the cars where things are shifting well, around. I don't know what you're going to talk about then. I know. That's why I feel like <laughs> out of my element. I don't know what to do. Well, I think I get it. And I don't hate it. I'm not sure it's my favorite one yet. You mentioned sincerity. This is a sincere person creating these songs. Like, I don't think there's any irony here that I can detect. It feels like his vulnerability comes out in his music. And there's a lot of like suffering that comes out, a lot of melancholy. And this is like Sad Dad 101. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This one is Strangest Thing. Some I think that keyboard sounds like a Rhodes ish ish yeah. <laughs> Rhodes ish it's definitely not a Rhodes yeah. I don't think but if it is it's possibly a Rhodes that's highly processed uh-huh it kind of is I think you might be onto something there Bill I wish I had a way of telling you why it sounds like a Rhodes to me well, have you ever messed with a Rhodes? Yeah, a little bit. Ever messed with the insides of a Rhodes? You ever no. looked at the... No, no, no. Yeah. They, so, had a, they had a few of them at the collective. Right. So the Rhodes was prominently featured in my little teenage band that I was in. My keyboardist, Larry Elder, was a... We were all great lovers of the instrument. And when he finally got a Rhodes, I had one for a while in college, but it was not, not the suitcase, but the stage one that had that amp built onto it. Hmm. His was a suitcase, and it, we were perpetually trying to get this thing, keep this thing in tune. Oh. And this was before you could just get yourself a tuner, but you've got to, like, move the little thing on the tines. Like, it was a giant pain in the ass, and every time you'd move it, which, you know, we would move it quite a bit because we'd be going gig Gigging. to gig to gig if, yeah. if we had them, you know. Yeah. And the thing was constantly going out of tune, but it's just, you love it so much. You, you'll help him carry it. You'll help him tune it. And it sounds great when you play it. And and the what makes it sound like that is just those tines. It's a it's a like a bunch of tuning forks, essentially. Yeah, it's like a it's exactly what it is. Huh. And you know, you clip them shorter and then you put a little collar on it and slide it up and down on the tine to make it Dude, to change I, the pitch of it. I had no idea that that was a thing. could be a Rhodes. There's something about the like laboriousness of that that's like only the music heads. You know what I mean? Like, Does the guy from Michigan play the guitar on this also or? That's a great question. It just says performed by the War on Drugs. Yeah. Produced by Adam Grandusiel. I'm looking at the personnel section from my briefing from the research department. Charlie Hall is playing electric guitar on this track and backing vocals. Adam Granducial is playing piano on this. Wurlitzer on this. Wurlitzer, not a Rhodes. Yep. Same idea, though. Uh, lead electric guitar on this. Acoustic guitar okay. on this. Bass guitar on yeah. this. Korg Trident on this. Harmonica on this. Arp Solina. I mean... It's all over the place. <laughs> it's highly produced. Yeah. 
you said before about the the sound that he's getting, like that is what's being featured on these guitar solos rather than the notes. Yeah. The next two songs are off of Slave Ambient. And then I'll I'll turn it over to you and let you have some revenge. This one, Come to the City. Now there are a bunch of Come to the Cities on different albums, and some of them have like number 14 and other stuff. Like, is this another Lord Huron, I've got an idea and I'm going to project it several ways. Is that what we're doing here? I think that's a a, a astute observation, honestly. There's there's some songs that get released over and over again on different albums. But that vocal right there has got to be Kurt Vile. It just sounds like him to me. Does it sound like him to you? Yeah, it does. But it occurred to me that when I looked into this a little bit, I was like, okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Is this Kurt Vile or not? And yeah, I, I couldn't definitively say that what I was thinking sounded like Kurt Vile, both on the guitar and on vocals, wasn't um, the guy from Michigan, Adam Grand... How, does he, how do I say it? Granducial? Granducial. I hope I'm saying it correctly. I'm not 100% convinced that it isn't like the two of them sounding similar. It probably is Kurt Vile, but yeah, I mean, it should be easier to find that out. Well, so on the personnel brief from the research department, (laughs) (laughs) boy, they really are earning those tens of thousands of dollars per week that we're paying. They work really hard. You know, they don't, they don't do it for free. It's not clear that it's anyone other than Adam. Yeah. Something very strange in the drums there. Yeah, there's definitely a delay happening. Like, I don't think you can play drums like that. I think there's a delay effect on the drums. It's like a march, like a 16th note march. With a delay on it. That's what it sounds like to me, at least. Yeah, interesting. I kind of wish more of these songs used more than two chords. Unless we're in another, you know, Lord Huron situation where we're just too stupid to realize that it's the same theme and it's on purpose, you know. There's as good a chance of that as anything else. I'm, like, annoyed that I can't tell if it is Kurt Vile singing here because it <laughs> sounds like him on... Yeah his work yeah I actually have seen both Kurt Vile and the War on Drugs play live I saw Kurt Vile in, at, in Boston and I saw the War on Drugs in Oakland when Kurt Vile was like Thanksgiving time November time maybe 2018 maybe 2017 around there and the War on Drugs might have been a couple months later in California got it yeah I was traveling to California for work and it was actually really cool. Like Spotify or something told me like this artist that you follow is performing live like three days before I knew I was going and I just went and got tickets. It was awesome. Well, I think that the age difference between us is really illustrated in this story because if I'm traveling for business and I'm in a three hour away time zone, and it's already three hours later for me. I'm not going to see some act, man. I'm not going to see some band. I hear you. <laughs> I, I admire that. 
<laughs> Good for you, man. Oh, that was a few years ago. You said you had another one from the same album. Yeah. I like this album. Play me one. Okay. This is Brothers off of Slave Ambient. He sounds very curvile here. I think he must, it must be curvile. It must be, right? I agree. And it, it's not obvious according to the research department, but to me it just sounds like curvile. So let's just say it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it must be. And maybe that's why I picked those two songs. Well, Billy, you didn't play either of my revenge songs. Oh, well, I bet you I know what your revenge songs are. I'll be interested if that is the case. I'll be very impressed if you're able to guess my... I could be totally wrong, too. Maybe, but... All right, Waldron, I'm ready for your revenge. All right, well, my revenge can be summed up in two words. Pain and suffering. Pain is on the way out (laughs) In that order, please. Okay, so my next song on my list is Pain. off of a deeper understanding is that one of yours yeah that's the one i really like that's the pain i mean i really like it yeah i mean these songs are destined for the melancholy playlist if you ask me i don't know maybe melancholy maybe super mellow it's got to be one or the other and can't be both yeah it's good it's so good tell me about your thoughts this is your revenge take your revenge I just think it's a beautiful song, and I think that uh, harmonically it's a little better than the, or not better, but to me it's a little more interesting than the two chord back and forth, let me play a Kurt Vile sounding uh-huh. solo on it. I just really like the, I like the way it goes, I like the way it moves, I like the way it changes, yeah. there are sections, but I used to think that this Pain song was my favorite one. Yeah. I've listened to it three or four times over the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. I think I'm leaning towards suffering. One thing I love about this song, Suffering, is that it, it doesn't sound like suffering. It sounds like this could go in super mellow. It wouldn't be in melancholy. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Make it all if that's the Wurlitzer again. Yeah. I'm going to say it must be the Wurlitzer because it doesn't have a Rhodesy sound and it is an electric piano. Mm-hmm. Ergo. One of these albums, and I think it's the one after this one, won the Grammy for Best Rock Album. Really? That year. Yeah. I mean, how out of it do I have to be, Bill? To have never really listened to a band that won the Grammy for Best Album. <laughs> well, tell me, could you tell me who won the Grammy for the Best Rock Album for the past five years? I don't listen. I don't. I don't right. care about awards. That's, a, that's but, my point. I have no idea, so I don't think you're out of it. If, if I'm any representation of what normal is, you're normal too. <laughs> this song, Adam Granducil plays. The following instruments, piano, synthesizer, black box guitar, which you'll tell me what that is in a minute, Wurlitzer, Fender Rhodes, 
<laughs> and then Dave Hartley plays bass. Ricky Ray Jackson, which is a great name, plays pedal steel guitar. Joseph Shabison plays saxophone, which we never hear enough of. And Nicholas Vernes plays organ. So that is a lot of keyboard. I mean, I think that was four, five keyboard instruments. <laughs> I mean, you really got to be... This one's pretty mellow. <laughs> You've got to know exactly what you want if you're going to have a Wurlitzer and a Rhodes. Right. It sounds like one of those pet songs that you've got that you just love, that you work on on your own in the dark when the studio's empty and you layer in all the stuff on your own. Yeah. I think that my career as a musician, as a rock musician, might have gone much further if only I had realized that three chords is more than sufficient and two will do and five or six or seven just aren't necessary. Mm. <laughs> Especially for a rock song. Lessons learned. Okay, so that's the end of Suffering. If only. All right, so I don't know if this has gone on long enough or if you'll permit me to play one more track for you. Okay. Is this the one that you thought I would call? Um, pain was definitely on my list. <laughs> but let's do Harmonious Dream because it's off the more, that's the more recent album. I haven't really listened to that one so much. I think this is the best track off that album. Very Dylan influence on the voice here. On the voice, right? It's like a dream, it's got me up all night again In your all that I can see I feel like the drums are no, not the main event on, no, on none of any these of these songs. songs. Right? But when I saw them live, I thought the drummers were great. Why do I like this band so much? I, I love the complexity of it, I guess. But it's like, it's like complexly produced. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot. It might be too much for me. Uh Maybe it's the situation where I'd love it more if I played it more. You know, this has happened a couple of times when I've been, I've edited one of our episodes down and found that I love the band much more after editing it than, Uh well, I think it's decided for the War on Drugs. Yes, it is decided. The very best album by the War on Drugs is a deeper understanding and I'm gonna say the very best song is Red Eyes the first one I played (laughs) I like that one I like that I like that pick Uh uh-huh I'm glad I I was about to I was about to say no it should be either pain (laughs) or suffering but you know what I don't know I like that Red Eyes song a lot so People should get in touch, Bill. And how, how can they get in touch with us, Waldron? Twitter, at their very best. Instagram, at their very best. Facebook, their very best. <laughs> Email, contact, at their very best. Or other addresses. And the website, it's all their very best. Wait, Waldron, before we fully wrap it up, do you want to do any news and announcements? We did get a couple of inbound communications. Should we share some of those? Someone yeah. uh, shared some things we did wrong. <sighs> yeah, we have some... Email came to wrong at theirverybest.com. Longtime collaborator of yours truly, Will Harry's former right. uh, co-lead guitarist in a band called Early Man, another band called the Mint <laughs> Jelly Jam Band, and another band called Kong. Kong. 
<laughs> he was also in that Led Zeppelin video we did. Right. He wrote an email, subject, incorrect. Nice. Leaving this song out of the Cars discussion. It's all I can do. Now that came to wrong at theirverybest.com, correct? That's right. Yeah. I'll just read what he shared. Like the texture of honey at dusk, every voice and instrument in harmony, the drums laying down syncopated spaces for the varied instruments to weave in and out of, the repeated build-up, predictable yet compelling dry guitar accents, prepping for a soaring, reverbed out solo, harmonizing with the whistling, tubular synth. My personal A++++ number one Cars tune, this song consistently gives me some non-zero amount of goosebumps each and every time I listen to it eloquently put and and not wrong like i went back and listened to the song after i read that uh email and i think he's right it's good it's It's a a great song song. and we should have included it perhaps instead of drive thank you will harry's for your inputs right well what about our guy from uh baton rouge uh i was gonna read the guy from twitter Had the, oh, we've got so many There's so much inbound. In. There's so much happening. So leave us a review. We really do need five-star reviews. They help us grow. We're hovering at 16 five-star reviews. We're going to do more of these, so beware. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out! We'll be offering... We'll be offering more unsolicited wrong <laughs> wrong opinions in the future. In the near future, I'm Waldron. And I'm Bill. And thanks for listening to their very best. <laughs> <laughs>